0: <coughs>
1: Welcome back to our podcast within a podcast, pottering around the plucky teacher being inspe- being inspected by the high inquisitor. I mean, Mangum reads. We are three muggles who are glad that our high school lives didn't include being graded on a scale from Outstanding to Troll. My name is Sarah. I am joined, as always, by my co-host BJ and Spencer. How are you all doing? Uh,
0: thoroughly baffled after what you just said in terms of what the grade system is. Tell me that's only for <laughs> owls or if I just never understood the standards, but which these kids also, the entire time they've been at Hogwarts. I don't think
2: Troll is actually a thing, or is it? We don't. I haven't know. looked it up, but
1: <laughs> it's a rumor. Yeah. Unsubstantiated.
2: I probably would have gotten that in some classes, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is you just life, entirely
1: dependent there. on whether you have chosen to care on any given day or not.
2: I mean, it's less about the work that I did and more about how frustrated the teacher is with what's happening mm. in the classroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, so we are on chapter 15 of the fifth book of Harry Potter. The Hogwarts High Inquisitor, I think, is the name of this chapter. Mm-hmm. and uh we are we are delving more into what umbridge does and does not do. We have some segments uh, that we do here.
2: <laughs> so do you think that we that do. uh JK Rowling avoided grand wizard on purpose or I, mean, I, I I like
1: to think that some some American beta readers caught her on that <laughs> one. <laughs>
0: I mean, High Inquisitor is only a step below in terms of ominous level. That—that's a, yes. a title that's got history too. Let's be fair. Yes. Uh,
1: just more distance from said history. I
0: wonder how
2: it's uh, yeah. translated in the Spanish version.
1: Oh, that would be interesting. <laughs> uh, if any of our if any of our listeners know, well, hit us up. it
2: wouldn't be unexpected. <laughs> yes. Mm.
1: <laughs> so we have a rapid fire recap. Uh, BJ's wizard weezes, which he might have already. They might used, be
2: coming early. We'll see.
1: Used up. <laughs> uh, newbies notes with Spencer and increasingly BJ. And um, we award house points. And then there are questions and queries and qualms and quibbles about the apostrophe Uh
0: And to start with, uh, how long do you think we will it take you for the recap on this I, one? Of, I, I don't know. It's this a difficult. A weird
1: chapter because we just sort of like wander around through a lot of classes for a lot of time. And... Mm-hmm there's stuff that happens in each one i this is for me gonna be i'm not gonna make a bet i'm just gonna try to get it under two minutes uh and i don't actually think i'm going to but i will try my darndest
2: it's also interesting because i feel like this is kind of the first time that we've really gone through a full day of classes with Mm -hmm. the we've gone to classes before
1: Yes. Um.
2: And I think that we've what? sort of been with them for a full day of classes, but it's usually like when they've had a double, so it's
0: like mm-hmm. not really. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's been like a whole morning, but it's all the same thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, we, we do a full day of classes, and then we do implied multiple days in between them. We get yes. full day of classes and then descriptions of multiple days of detentions, or at least, the, you know, building injuries over time. It's a lot yeah. of time period covered this chapter.
1: And And it's, yeah, I think to both of your points, it t- narrative time is weirder in this or it's just a different version of narrative time than I think we've really ever gotten before um, both with the full days of classes and going to every class in those classes and then the hand waving of, of many days in between so we're going to see do you have right, a stopwatch well, Spencer?
0: Uh, uh. this this can be yes. rectified soon. we do this
1: every time Spencer <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I do, and I i forget that I've actually tried to train around myself by just continually putting it in its own little holder <laughs> next to my computer. All right, Stopwatch is here whenever you're ready.
1: They wake up to a Daily Prophet story announcing Umbridge as High Inquisitor at Hogwarts, uh, one of many new educational decrees. There's a quote from Percy about the minister's concern about Hogwarts, and apparently Umbridge was hired in the first place because of a back route by which the ministry can now appoint teachers. Malfoy's the token parent quote about how beneficial the reforms are, but not all the ministry agrees. So Umbridge will now be inspecting all of the teachers. Ron can't wait to see what McGonagall will do with this. Snape started grading assignments according to the Owl standards. Harry's got a D, which causes him to actually try in this class, making what looks like a passable strengthening solution. Hermione leaves class talking about grades. Ron finally admits to getting a P for poor. There's also outstanding, exceeds expectations, acceptable, poor, and dreadful, and the the rumored T for troll. Fred and George had the tri- charms class inspected, but Flitwick is always solid. That afternoon, though, Umbridge is inspecting Trelawney, and it does not go well. Trelawney's less dreamy than usual, but while Harry and Ron are making up dreams to interpret, Umbridge uh, starts asking pointed questions about Trelawney's ability to see. She also pr- demands a prediction on the spot. Trelawney refuses, but then tries to fake her way through it. They're in Umbridge's class next, silently reading another chapter with wands away, but Hermione's got her hand up again. She's read the whole book and would like to voice her disagreement on the definition of counterjinxes. Umbridge is quick to take points from Gryffindor. Harry jumps in to defend Hermione. Umbridge bizarrely claims Quirrell was the best teacher they've had. Harry can't let that go, and he ends up ends up ends the class with another week's detention. Angelina's furious. He's mis- missing Quidditch practice again, and McGonagall finds out. Points are taken. Angelina's captaincy is threatened. It's a lot. Hermione kind of agrees with McGonagall, though. Harry can't keep losing his temper with Umbridge. Umbridge inspects McGonagall's class, and it is an all-timer. Umbridge is also in their Care of Magical Creatures class, but Hagrid's not there, so Umbridge turns to Goyle and Malfoy to ask about injuries. Harry can't keep his mouth shut again. More detention. After that night session writing lines, uh, they end up complaining that on top of everything else, she's terrible terrible about, they're not actually learning anything. Hermione suggests learning defense against the dark arts themselves, but they need a teacher. Who's actually done the stuff? Harry. He can't believe the idea and is most upset that they don't uh, don't know what it's like to face Voldemort and that most of what he's done has been luck. But that's exactly their point. He finally agrees to think about it, but everybody goes to bed dissatisfied.
0: That Pray was not. actually better There's-
1: than I thought it would be, but we are over. It's 205.69. So, not quite there. Not quite. There.
0: Um, not quite. But as I said, a heck of a lot happened in this chapter in terms of both events that occurred and events that are almost vaguely described off-camera.
1: Yes, and uh, would I, if I had had another minute in my, or even another 30 seconds in um, in my re- allotted recap time, there would have been a deep dive into McGonagall's response to...
2: <laughs> to yeah. yeah, I mean, I think class. that, that, that it's, it's definitely worth a discussion... <laughs> Um, I did, however, I and there. I'm,
1: I, I'm trusting you, BJ, and Spencer yes. to do this for me, but I just want to flag here McGonagall, true hero of <laughs> all of this work at this point.
0: She, she's really coming to Ron as a character. I mean, previously she was just meant to be kind of stuffy, and then the jokes about her cutting loose when she was drunk and at parties, and then. She's one of the first characters we ever see, but has rem- had remarkable little to do since, really, until this book. And it's a delight to see her be actual character now.
2: Mm-hmm. So, Interesting
0: implications for
2: that. Uh, so <laughs> I I have PJ. a question for you guys, which is a little bit in, in the weeds territory. It's not actually in the questions territory, which is, do you think that Umbridge didn't go to Bin's lecture because it's just so boring and it doesn't matter? <laughs> Like, that, <laughs> there are some things possible. that even yeah. the most evil person yeah. in the Harry Potter universe <laughs> won't do, and that's go to a Professor Binns lecture.
0: What? I can't imagine Professor Bin's probably pushes the envelope much when it comes to, you know, like, ministry disapproved teaching style or subject matter. How would matter? anybody know? He,
2: no one can pay attention, except for maybe Hermione, but thing. I don't believe—I bet Hermione even just reads the book and—, and Thinks that like it'll be enough. I seem to do fine on the exams. <laughs> That's probably ben, you it. Could,
0: you could perfectly be right, BJ. Even she has her limits and what level of administrative tedious <laughs> she can deal with. Um. So, the other question
2: that I have for you guys is, um, do you think that Umbridge is is successful uh, in in making Harry a, a more
0: impressionable youth? Define your terms. What is her goal here in terms of impressionable years? I
2: mean, she seems to, to do. What do you mean by the term? A very good job of of creating an, an impression on him uh, <laughs> via detention, physical scarring, if you will. You know, she's she's really mentoring him through his his burgeoning years as as an impressionable young wizard.
1: Okay, so listen sidebar here. I usually just let the mentoring comments go, but for our <laughs> listeners who don't know, um, the constant <laughs> references to mentoring uh go way back to uh, an episode of our our original sort of mothership mangum reads and uh in our conversation about n k jemison's broken nurse series um. There is very early on a scene in which a quote unquote mentor breaks a small child's hand. And I want to draw specific attention to that because the parallels are like actually astounding here.
0: Well, well done, sir. Well done. Perfectly drawn between.
1: Thank you. But nevertheless, BJ, I am also rolling my
2: eyes <laughs> at you. <laughs> that, that is honestly the point of Wizard Wheezes. So I think I have. Perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah, mission accomplished. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Anything um,
2: I think uh, it's time to, to go into some newbies notes.
0: Okay. Uh, first thing I just want to mention is I don't I don't often comment on the little pictures that start the chapter, but I adore this one. <laughs> it, it, it's not at all how I saw Umbridge, but I love the just she's dressed up for the event. I love the just evil grin that's just plastering across her face. This is a character that exists to be smug, and this is a perfect depiction of her.
1: She's like cosplaying Inquisitor now.
0: Oh yeah, and, uh, even the title is basically cosplay. The fact mm-hmm. that she picked the title, and I have to believe she picked the title. Oh, that was absolutely of, her. Yeah. It, it's just, I. It's like she thought in her head, "What can I pick that is the most ominous thing possible that won't have me directly compared to active the But that? honestly,
2: she's just asking questions. She's being inquisitive. Like you know, it. It. She just. <laughs> she just happens to be the the highest position of of the. Mm-hmm. You know the questioning minds that are wondering what's going on at Hogwarts.
0: Yeah, I do enjoy that the highest questioning mind is a person that books no questions.
1: I just genuine curiosity spewing out in the world.
2: I mean, and and uh, it's great that you know she she's really teaching the 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 critical defense against the dark arts theories. <laughs>
0: I, I have to ask, too, in terms of the role that she's assumed for herself, which is effectively auditing the entire faculty of Hogwarts, you both have taught classes before. Have you ever had anybody not necessarily like her, but serving her role at the back of your classroom before?
2: Yes. Like, I mean, I haven't taught classes, like classes classes, so uh, lab. kind of, but I mean... Actually, this is... <laughs> uh.
1: Actually funny in bringing back light numbers. of our earlier conversation. Um, well, mm-hmm. no, our uh, when when I was teaching as a, as a graduate student, um, we were observed by other graduate students um, who were part, who had been elected to this committee, which was a sort of, I believe it was actually called a peer mentoring committee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's delightful. That is, we are, reality is just merging right now in so yeah. many fascinating ways. Yeah. But it, it, it's it terrifying,
1: though. Like, like fundamentally, even picture. with the best of intentions, it's, it's, it well, fundamentally uh, changes how you teach, um, and it's I, deeply uncomfortable. Anyway, go ahead, Spencer. I'm sorry. G-
0: g- given the four examples we get in this story, which one were you most similar to between McGonagall, Grubby Plank, Fenwick, and Trelawney, in terms of how well you handled this kind of aggressive, on-point review?
1: I think. I think I actually would put myself closer to Grubbly Plank um, yeah. because I knew at the point at which this was happening that I was not going into academia, so I felt a little bit like a substitute teacher for whom this didn't actually matter.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 her, her, in, her in sign-off of Jolly Good just really summarizes her level of investment in the entire mm-hmm. process, just like, mm-hmm. okay, that was the thing, I'm moving on. Uh, it yes. seems like, though, that Umbridge's objective here is Coordinated with the education, new educational degre, uh, decree. Yeah. Yes. Clear positions. She wants as many bodies out of the room so the ministry can fill those positions immediately. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um.
0: Uh, it seems that she's already got her target set on one very low-hanging fruit. Yes. Yep. Um. I was going to say, and funny enough, I I think I might be the first
2: on the chopping board just because. Um. You, I, I think I've shared this before on uh, at least one of our podcasts, but there was a point in time that I had to give a department seminar uh, more than once. But I'm um, thinking about one time where um, some professor asked a question about like why I didn't, you know, do some assay uh, and wouldn't it be illuminating? And I basically responded, that's not what our lab is set out to do. And I don't think it would really tell me anything anyway. Um, and so <laughs> um, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That, 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 that was a McGonagall kind of response to that question Yeah,
2: but I think a little bit further yeah. uh, uh, Along that spectrum uh, Amusingly enough uh, My my boss at the time thought it was funny So it, it didn't come back and bite hey, me at that's all good <laughs> You knew your audience um, Yeah
1: but, Spencer, well, it, I feel like you have to have had, in your legal training, um, moments of being observed, not I, while you're teaching, but in, in doing your... Frequently.
0: for like a very important or hearing, whatever. A very, very important deposition. Mm-hmm. What, for example, at a deposition the other day of the other side's expert, and my shareholder, who was serving no role in the deposition, just decided to sit at the back of the room and just stare at me the entire damn time. Uh... It proved helpful at times during breaks when he would offer suggestions, questions, whatever else, but it is just, I hate it, I hate <laughs> it. It, it, it. It adds just a certain level of stress of where, I don't know what you're doing, but you're there, and that could mean so many things.
1: How would you place your reaction on the Hogwarts spectrum, Hogwarts professor I, spectrum?
0: I, I would like to believe I'd, I went a Flitwick style and just tried to treat it as they just weren't present and all was proceeding fine. Uh, with a certain element of Trelawney just dancing inside that I was trying to keep <laughs> hidden from the world. Uh, Fair enough. BJ, I felt like this chapter just gave you so much ammunition for Percy. The fact that he sent his brother a letter to basically <sighs> read the newspaper article that he knew he was going to be quoted in the next day. Is be- just quoted that... being
1: terrible
2: in?
0: It, th- th- this is prime Percy kind of moment, isn't it, sir? Oh. So
2: this did, however, disappoint me in ways that I, I must share with you because it's it's by what? Percy. It's not by Weatherby. Oh, and that that would I mean, have been actually
1: quoted as Weasley in there.
2: The best yes. thing of all time that if it was if this was a, like a commitment that 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 Percy just made. I mean, honestly, much more that that J.K. Rowling made for Percy. It would have been mm-hmm. it would have been such a good like off screen change that would have fit mm-hmm. every like all of the characters together like i it would have made yes. like the whole interplay with uh mr and mrs weasley and and percy and their kids a lot more like make up more sense in some ways
0: mm-hmm. um it, 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 if effectively the weatherby was a was an evil persona he had assumed as part of taking this job
2: less an evil persona right. but more of like a i I'm so embarrassed by my family that somebody made a mistake about my last name and I'm going to run with it because I don't want to be associated with them.
1: But the fact that they are that the fact that he is a Weasley is a boon to the ministry. Um, Mm -hmm. And so the ministry has every incentive in the world to get his Weasley name in line with these um, new decrees and procedures and reforms in front of everyone that they can right yeah. because it yeah. undercuts the rest of the weasley yeah. family particularly arthur in his place in and the their
2: long-standing state. family yeah. like yes, they, yes they've yes they're they're pure well
1: affected by people other than you know the malfoys but um everybody it, it, likes it, the weasleys it, it, it
0: it's a perfect way of convincing a fence to support your side that look this family that's always supported Dumbledore that's always that's always supported the Order of the Phoenix that's always been willing to butt heads of the Ministry one of them is now backing us why should you be opposed mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a wonderful ploy on their part I wonder to what degree Percy gets any of that I assume yeah. even if he had the back of his head he ponders it might be a possibility it is just firmly buried underground I think it, this is a lot more
2: like oh they're giving me some power this is the greatest thing ever hmm
0: Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. I I don't
2: have to take calipers to cauldrons and I can like be important this is this is
0: (laughs) hey hey that was an important paper that helped guide international trade uh if I ever had any debate on where JK Rowling stood with respect to uh, parents interfering with teacher with teacher curriculum or school curriculum this chapter makes really clear on that subject she is not a fan
2: I I also imagine that she has a lot of very personal experience with this that this mm. this chapter felt like these chapters where like there's a board that oversees the school feel very real, and yes. I mm-hmm. also imagine mm-hmm. that like somebody coming in to observe a class like that that feels like it happened to her, and like the different yeah. teachers reacting in these ways.
1: I yeah, it's interesting because like for all of. Um, for all of the reasons that we have, we have, as a collective fandom, disowned J.K. Rowling as the, uh, as the author of the books that we love, it's, it is very clear that she as a person has this interesting um, and, con- and, and really contentious relationship with petty bureaucracy, because mm-hmm. her adult novel that she wrote, um, The Casual Vacancy, is all about sort of uh, small community government. Uh, and the weirdnesses therein. So it's interesting hmm. that, that that you're drawing this line out because I think it, it, you know, plays into the other work that she has written. Um, and it does feel very personal, to your point, BJ. Right.
0: And I, w- I would say like the first five pages of them just reading The Daily Prophet is mm-hmm. among, my favorite five pages in the entire book. Th- this hmm. article is a delight in terms of what it reveals and also what it says about the world itself in terms of how they present things. Like, who they're choosing to quote from, how they're presenting things, particularly, we'll get there in a second, how do they choose to undermine certain people even when they can see that someone has done something. Yep.
2: Yes. And, and like, um, where they put it, it, it's just, like, a mm-hmm. very good, oh, you can read more about this even though it's complete BS on page 17 mm-hmm.
0: if mm-hmm. you actually yeah. get there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um but the realization that it has been a new decree passed by the Ministry that's let them put Umbridge in there in the first place, we'd been debating that to no end about, well I'd had about what allowed them to violate the established rules of decorum that kept the two of them entirely sacrosanct and separate. Yes. And it's just been a straight-up new law that's been put out there that's allowed them to do so. hmm Uh, the fact, also, I mean, it's on that point, but the fact that it led to immediate resignations, the fact that they passed that law, and that she's been appointed the, the grand inquisitor, led to immediate w- resignations from the and gamut. is delightful, uh, in terms of just seeing that kind of principle stands. Seeing that the Daily Prophet feels the need to admit that it happened, mm-hmm. but as you said, Bj immediately tries to undercut it immediately tries to frame that oh yeah these people dropped but let me tell you about what these people are so you better understand this also what what was it quite interesting and i think that we'll both have uh
2: a number of questions about this uh in the questions portion of this podcast but like all of this makes me elicits a lot of questions that are probably a lot of plot questions but also is very interesting that i think we see a lot of places where people resign off of things in protest mm-hmm. which it very often is like well that's exactly what the other side wanted you to do you're just handing them a whole bunch more power and yes this is very much a like one one side plays by certain rules and the other play side plays by other rules and yeah.
0: Yeah, The value is attention. The value is getting it in the public eye to allow certain things to not just simply occur in the normal course of events. You're highlighting that something has occurred through means of your resignation. But as you said, it also means that any decisions they want to make going forward have that much less opposition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, I think this is a fair fair statement, that I may be among us one that most often agrees with the villains for various reasons. <laughs> I, do, I do have to concede that describing Dumbledore's hiring practices as eccentric... Maybe one of the biggest understatements in the course of the entire story. Uh it's a fair read on how the man goes about hiring people or maintaining people or whatever else you want to say about who's the teacher and who isn't Which the is
2: also super weird and we've again talked about this a little bit, but like there aren't any teaching applications for open positions ever, which mm-hmm. is kind of bonkers. Like it it really feels like this is a very confusing economy because like either it's super prestigious (laughs) and well worth your time to be part of the Hogwarts faculty or it's, you know, it'd be better to be sweeping up in uh, Oliver's wand shop, Mm
0: -hmm. Ollivander.
2: There we go. Ollivander's Mm -hmm. wand shop because it doesn't matter. So like, I don't know. It's,
0: The the in story explanation for dark arts is that it's developed a bit of a negative reputation. Yeah,
2: but like that super quickly, like like su- fast faster than is it seems reasonable, but I
0: don't know. Uh, in terms of how our teachers responded to Umbridge's uh, style of auditing, I think it's fair to say three of them did okay. <laughs> m- 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 yes, Vijay. Yeah, ask? I mean I have questions. Three of like, them did. Well, what do you think of her style? What do I think of her style? Uh, again, it has, a, it has a very particular objective, and that objective is to find any degree of flaw exploit for the purpose of getting these bodies out of the room so she can replace them with other bodies that would be loyal to per- her particular objectives and causes. Most of them can see that coming from a mile away and have three different, the three successful ones have three different methods of going about it. Mm-hmm. So just, ignore, just ignores her, treats it like any other day. Grab your plank, gives two shits because she's here to teach she's a good teacher and she's yes she as much as she probably would take the job happily she assumes that her job is temporary anyway sorry about that particular dog (laughs) um just hang on one second um well but
2: do you think that that, that she was successful
0: (laughs) do i think that she was successful at her objectives should I, should I go get the dog just to calm it down? Can you guys hear it? I can no. hear it.
1: Yeah, but it's It's fine.
0: fine. G- g- give me all right. Um, somebody rang the doorbell. <sighs> well, I don't think that she was successful. I think actually she was pretty impotent when she went about it. I mean, if anything, three of the te- if, th- if three out of four of the teachers just have no at all ability to you at all, and well, one of those three straight shoves it in your face, just that you have no 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 role to play here whatsoever. You're not succeeding that hard. If Trelawney's the one you get, you haven't really accomplished much because anybody could have gotten Trelawney. The students were well aware of Trelawney's incompetence or at least uniqueness when it came to being a teacher for a very long time.
1: And I will say that while, you know, while these educational decrees and the creation of the position of High Inquisitor and just umbrage as a person are super shady and not... Just not great. Like we have bad feelings about all of them, right? Um, mm-hmm. The reality of the situation as it's on the ground right now is: Flitwick, McGonagall, and grubly Plank are all excellent teachers
0: mm-hmm.
1: who have high success rates on their students passing OWLS. Um,
0: have the loyalty of their students. Have the too. loyalty
1: of their students, and you know, while they are also loyal to Dumbledore, which is one of the main sticking points for uh, Umbridge and the the minister, they nothing can be said against them. And so the way that this is set up now, it's not clear that there is anything that Umbridge's High Inquisitor can actually do with them, right? Um, that the system is not such that there's anything that can be done at at this point. Now, we've seen how seemingly easy it is for an educational decree to be passed. However, mm-hmm. there does still seem to be at least that modicum of integrity in how things are going down.
0: Umbridge also has the uh, has the, invent- the individual confrontational ability of a grade school bully. Yes. I mean, she falls apart utterly at mild questioning from Hermione. Yes. I mean, she, just try- she tries to show up in class. It fails immediately, and she basically just tells her to shut up and moves on. However, this is not a person that has much staying power in terms of analyzing and confronting another individual. There, we've had one observation and one
2: teacher down. So, yes. so yes. my yes. presumption is, well, if, if I were in Umbridge's shoes, you just take a different tack for, for the, like, the next set of teachers and you slowly winnow them down. Like, th- like that, to imagine that the, if this is a one and done, If this is the only Mm -hmm. time that she observes a class, I will be sorely disappointed in this
0: book. Mm -hmm. We will need further evidence, though, of whether this has any ability to take down somebody more substantial. She is a predator that took down the most wounded of all possible gazelles in the herd. If she goes for somebody that has a little bit more youth, a little bit more spring in their step, and takes them down successfully, maybe this is an actual threat. Maybe there is some ability here to actually bring about institutional change in a way that would be terrifying. Trelawney is not necessarily a bellwether. I was going
2: to say, interesting that you say that because I think Trelawney is a younger professor of the group. Like I get the sense that yeah. she she feels old, but I I, th-
0: I I have no I have no concept. She yeah. she has the constant you know airy kind of old gypsy woman style, even dress. But I don't actually know how um, old she is. She she only she only said she was there for like 13 right, years. Right, that that's right. She
1: got kind of what I was yeah. referencing.
0: I and, more meant it in terms of individual strength rather than necessarily age, yeah. youth kind of thing. Yeah,
1: and you know it's difficult because Tenure. even in the like in the movie she's played by Emma Thompson, uh, who is really, yeah, she does a s- stellar job of like really? transforming herself into this character too, which is super interesting um, because it is not the natural fit that you would think for this character, uh, but not she does enough. a great job with it. But then you can also see that like Emma Thompson in this character, like she's Kind of one of those people who's of weird, indeterminate age, always too. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting casting. Uh,
0: let's see. I, I mean, I, as said, I share some of Umbridge's comments and criticisms of Trelawney. She's always been one of the harder teachers to justify, from the sake of what is Dumbledore having a plan here? Mm-hmm. It's almost just BG. You've come to it before. It almost just seems that Dumbledore's amused by her and just keeps her around for that reason, rather than any actual value of her education plan. I don't. I would love to know what her owl grades are for students because she doesn't seem like they learn the slightest bit of shit in her class. Are are there owls? It, for I
1: don't remember. I was trying to think about it. I'm not sure
0: if this is just an elective that doesn't have. This is pure elective. This screams pure elective. This this is very much. There is a single table and everybody's sitting around it. Let's discuss our feelings for 45 minutes. Uh, meanwhile. If we had to grade Umbridge's teaching style, I can't imagine she'd do very well, because it appears to be her teaching style is everybody read from chapter four and shut up for the next hour.
2: I had a teacher that
0: that, I've had those teachers. Yeah.
2: um, Actually, it was the I want to say the head of more than the head of the department. It was just like the, you know, local school whatever for it, uh, and literally what they did was uh, blank out pieces of of a textbook and made us fill them in it was it was complete insanity um but yeah that's oh, the Lord, vibes Lord. that i get from her uh,
0: the, the vibes i get from her are a substitute teacher brought in at the last second with no lesson plan it, it's anyone could do this the student as, as yes. the students discuss later they could do a lot better uh as for so sorry i not
1: No, I was just going to say that that feels absolutely right. I mean, she has... We also are pretty sure that she has no qualifications. Um, She was stuck in here just as a functionary. Um, Her real job is not to teach anything. It's to monitor the situation. Like, her real job was to get in and become high inquisitor.
0: But Sarah, Percy said that her teaching plan was stupendously successful. A novel (laughs) effort at educating the minds. to be fair, it is... Who am I
2: to? It is kind of novel. I mean... It, it it's kind of like you know taking a self-defense course in in college or whatever and and you're given like sun tzu's art of war to read and it's just like that that's a choice it it, it it might not be a great choice if if you want to learn how how to defend yourself in a dark alley but it's a class
0: yeah yep um as for Harry, I'm fully with McGonagall on this. Of where I'm at this point, starting to believe the kid's a masochist. There is there is there is pride, and there is just I like having my hand cut open every every evening, and I'm not sure what point he's favoring one or the other. This is a kid that's yeah. acting almost like he needs the pain, like he wants to be punished.
2: Because interesting, I know. He had- Interestingly, McGonagall doesn't know about it, and I'm surprised like she didn't notice. Um, it's kind of like one of those. I'm also surprised that Hermione hasn't said anything, because, like... Does Hermione know? Ron knows. Does Hermione actually know? I can't know? imagine that yes. Hermione... Yeah, okay.
1: I think she commented on it at the end of the last chapter. I think she commented she on
2: this chapter, too, briefly. She, she gave him the salve.
1: Yeah, and, she and she's giving him the salve. yeah. So, she, I mean, she she certainly knows by the end of this chapter, but I think that she knew. I think she knew previously.
0: May- as Harry said, if McGonagall found out about this, she might just murder Umbridge. Just, like, straight up there'd be a puff of smoke and no Umbridge anymore. But given what we see later, I wonder to what degree this is Harry's pride or Harry's desperate need for a certain element of punished or pain or dealing with what he's been going through. For how much he just keeps harping on I mean, this. he
2: mm-hmm. literally brings up something that he feels he should be punished for and... It basically, in the same breath as like he get him getting the salve. So this maybe not quite intentional, but this definitely feels
0: like you know what this this came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it, it it feels like a certain element of survivor guilt, in that Yeah. Show. Uh, as for McGonagall, we talked about her, but I didn't have much of an opinion about her really for almost any book before this. She at the very beginning of book one had a role. Mm -hmm. And since then, she's kind of just been present. And suddenly she's rapidly jumping up my list in terms of my favorite characters. And it's just from really spending time with her. In some setting, other than her just being a school marm. Of where we've gotten to interact with her a bit outside the class. She's got outside influences she's having to respond to. And now seeing her in that light, we're seeing a complexity beyond just simply somebody that is stern, somewhat fair, and has a bit of a Gryffindor bias. And it's delightful. I hope we get more of her. I hope this is... This has been a continuing trend throughout this book of characters that we've had names of but not much more becoming full-fledged persons. Mm-hmm. And I'm full, all for it and hope for more examples of it. Give me a Flitwick chapter next time. I'd love it. <laughs> uh, as for their comment on, on, on them teaching themselves, I absolutely adored Harry's broken speech. I loved it it gave me the you know, very much the old veteran vibes, particularly it gave me moody vibes. I talked before yeah. like, early in this book one of my favorite scenes was moody showing them that picture showing Harry that picture of all the of the old Order of the Phoenix and going through dead, gone, imprisoned everything else and him purposefully pulling Harry aside to do that. It's almost like the, I know what you're going through kindred spirit thing. Mm-hmm. This speech feels so much in that vein and I'm all here for it. I adored it. And I loved what effect it had on his friends. The fact that they really didn't fully get it. They didn't understand. But how quickly they are there for him, even though they didn't get it. Mm -hmm. The fact that Hermione becomes the first character outside of a handful to say Voldemort out loud is a hell of a, I get it, and I know what you need right now. So very much enjoyed that. It was a hell of a good moment in the chapter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Do you think he's going to do it? I sincerely hope so, because they have a point. In spite of Harry being an utter blockhead, the fact that he has survived and endured and seen what the world can throw at them... I mean, there's an, there's an old quote from, uh, from Napoleon about give me a lucky general over a skilled one any day of the week. That is what the effective way they're telling Harry is that youth view that you made th- through all this on luck, fine. Teach us that magic. Mm-hmm. We are here for it. That is a value beyond what anybody else can offer us right now. BJ disagrees. No,
2: I just th- thought it was funny that you said, teach us that magic. Um, <laughs> yes, it works. Uh, and, and you you are the physical embodiment of uh, pun
0: not intended. Um, <laughs> Sarah, who won, who lost this chapter? It, it feels like it's a weird one to grade.
1: Yeah, I know, because so, mu- so many people are doing so many things.
0: I
2: will posit Trelawney lost this chapter.
1: I think... I think we can do a Trelawney, Lost the Chapter. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Well, we haven't seen the specific ramifications of what comes from this, but you can correctly intuit that it is not great. Um, I th- So I think we can reliably do a Trelawney, Lost the Chapter. The winner is hard, and the winner has been hard, I think, over maybe not last chapter, but we've had a couple of instances where particularly with Umbridge in the mix, right? Because we've been talking throughout our discussion of this chapter that in some ways she gets what she wants, but she mm-hmm. also gets undercut and stood up.
2: Especially at the end of the chapter. Two.:
1: yes, um, at a lot of key points um, in what she's doing. And so I don't, like, I think that she kind of ends up awash. Her net effect on our main characters is negative. But mm-hmm. for herself, I don't think that she reliably gets what she wants enough of the chapter to be a winner.
2: I'm going to put Cut. forth Weatherby. What? Percy? As winner yeah, of the that's chapter. That's a
1: good... Well, so we kind of have mm. a trifecta here of people who came out well, and it's Weatherby
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the two Malfoys.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That kind yeah, of yeah. soup of so i I know i'm jumping ahead a little bit Mm -hmm. how did percy end up in gryffindor tradition
1: yeah i think i think that he would have ended up asking the hat to be put in gryffindor but probably only because his entire family had been in gryffindor i don't you know not for i it wasn't for himself i would imagine
0: um I, I would love to know what like the proportion of the ministry is for what houses that they were in. I mean, yeah, you can you, you can see that like people who went to Gryffindor might do well in the ministry from a certain perspective, or at least mm-hmm. view it as a bit of a bad a badge of honor to have. Like you know, I was a member of the Skull and Bones at Yale, kind of shit. So that, that also could be Percy's motivation too, where oh, all the senior ministries have been Gryffindor, I've got to be a Gryffindor.
1: Cornelius Fudge was in Slytherin. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, that surprises no one.
1: No.
2: This feels um, like uh, House of Commons is uh, Gryffindor and House of Lords is Slytherin kind of deal. Yes, <laughs> uh-huh.
1: yes. Uh-huh. And all of the mm-hmm. clerks are from Ravenclaw. <laughs>
0: the dusty ones, at <laughs> I'm least. doing the
1: actual work. <laughs> but,
0: but careful, Hufflepuff's making your food, damn it.
1: Um,
2: <laughs>
0: so, I, I, oh, sorry, so yours.
1: winners. Yeah, I... Percy is up there. The Malfoys are kind of up there, although they're sort of...
2: I feel like Percy is I mean but we talk about people actually needed needing to be in the chapter and the, the only yeah. reason that I put per- Percy forward is like he essentially gets dialogue in the chapter and to, to a certain extent like the Malfoys do too but but he instigated this like yeah. this is so but if we weren't going to do this I would put Flitwick forward because I, I'd put McGonagall
0: mm-hmm. even higher
2: mm-hmm. I disagree
0: but May- go ahead it may purely in chapter she gets a win there's going to be ramifications there's going to be some blowback for it but she had almost an almost literal catfight if you will and came out victorious and and so this is where
2: i disagree with you because i think that what she wanted to do was flitwick and what she ended up doing is battling out a little bit with uh umbridge in a way that is i feel like his uncharacteristic verse like she was dragged down to umbridge's level kind of deal mm-hmm. whereas like flit was just like i don't care like I'm, I'm awesome and you can't do anything to me
1: so what's interesting in this to me is that i don't whether she was on whether this was uncharacteristic or not what i like about this and i think ron actually references it when they're talking about what happened in the class but like I think part of the reason that McGonagall is so frustrated with Harry over the course of his actions in this chapter, in the last chapter, is because she's got a little bit of Harry in, yeah. in mm-hmm. her, right? Um, so she's seeing him play out kind of what she thinks of as the the most volatile parts of herself, let's say, right? Yeah. But like
0: I mean, it was either Ron or Harry even commented on to a certain degree uh, l- l- This is a little bit hypocritical on her part yes. But at the same time they did it with a smile on their face yeah. And she and Harry shared a little smile between them yeah. It's like, yes. yeah, she got down in the mud But she also earned, you know sh- The kids saw her as fighting for them for a, From a certain perspective Also, yeah. I need to
2: give kudos to the cat fight comment
0: And need to highlight <laughs> it No one I, 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 This is why I don't do intentional ones No one says a, th- says a damn thing Yeah <laughs> So, um,
1: I think we can well. do Flitwick, but although we don't actually see his dialogue. Maybe, might actually be Grubbly Plank.
0: Grubbly Plank handled it well. Grubbly Plank just, and Flitwick straight up ignored her. Grubbly Plank had to interact with her and just let it flow over like water off a duck's
1: yep. back. I was literally going to use that exact expression, Spencer, so thank you for that. Um, I
0: think it's perfect here in in terms of how naturally she just went with it. Like, oh yeah, this is the answer. Oh yeah, this is what happened. Oh yeah, whatever. She also,
1: it feels like in this sort of like coming out of retirement to be in this position for now, it also kind of seems like everything she's doing is sort of gravy to her, so I think she's just in a good mood all the time. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to Grubbly Plank. She deserves a win. Sounds good. Uh, Uh, Questions?
0: Uh... I think you already kind of explained this, but the grade system that we get in this chapter, A, do we get all the grades, and B, is it unique to Owls?
1: We get all the grades. It's unique to Owls. I don't think Troll actually exists, um, but I love the idea that it does. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I think that what that actually means is that Harry did, in fact, get the lowest possible grade on that Slytherin Moonstone, (laughs) or Slytherin, uh, the Potions Moonstone essay. But these are specific to OWLs and NEWTs, I think. use Gosh. the same system, but I think that's the standard grading mechanism for these standardized tests.
2: Are... is it standardized?
1: Um... Y- well...
0: Because each teacher technically decides it, I right? mean,
1: No, well, <laughs> the tests themselves are as administered by independent third parties. Um, and it is a written portion and a practical portion.
0: Is Snape bluffing then when he's saying that only certain people he will only allow certain people to take it?
1: So the the level whether you get whether you pass your owl or pass your newt is standardized. Mm-hmm. The passing grades are what they are. And so like when Fred and George talk about how many owls they got, they're using the standardized pass whether you passed or failed on it, right? However, individual teachers can then say, I only accept students who got this ah. level at my newt level class. Gotcha. Um, and so Snape is historically...
0: Best of the best, do not we?
1: Yes, I think he only does exceeds expectations and outstanding for his newt
2: level classes.
0: Wow. Yeah. That is exacting.
1: So you can pass, but that doesn't mean you're going on. Um, that would be the you know, funniest comeuppance that,
2: that Snape could get, that if Harry got one of those grades and then it was just like, no,
0: <laughs> I'm going to take this course. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're, you're not done with me yet, son. <laughs> um, well, kind of on that point, is Draco a good student or is Snape's individual grading in his class just completely full of shit?
1: We honestly don't know. Like I, I, it's entirely possible that Dra- that like Draco is an okay student. We don't have any evidence to the con- like that he's.
2: I would also imagine no, that, that if there that he's is incompetent. the availability to pr- pay a student to privately tutor him, yes, he would. That's
1: pro- that's and probably in B, there. Yeah. I
2: bet that Slytherin keeps essays in their common room, and <laughs> <laughs> while they're not maybe all copied, yeah. Um. That that the other houses don't is yeah. kind of, like, maybe not a
0: surprise, but, like, why wouldn't you?
1: Ample opportunity. Yeah.
0: There's a continual stereotype about bullies being idiots, and we have Crabbe and Goyle to represent that yes. entirely. But I was thinking about, I have zero idea if Draco is actually that bright. All I really know is that he's a bully. I have no concept but whether he yeah. actually gets good grades or not.
1: I, I think that, like, all of the evidence that we have, which is, is scant... But I think all of the evidence that we have is that Draco is probably an average to slightly above average student.
0: I I would honestly prefer that to Snape just being completely straight up biased in his career. Mm -hmm. I would bet that Lucius is
2: not kind to his son not exceeding expectations. Uh, Yes, actually,
1: you know what we did? We have evidence for that from the beginning of the second book when they all end up in flourish and blots together. And mm-hmm. we overhear Lucius berating Draco for Hermione a Muggle beating him, in, yep. beating him in her scores.
0: Ah, I remember that. I remember that. So now. actually, I
1: think that's our evidence that Draco is a pretty good student.
0: She has not no Hermione choice but, level, but to right? be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did. I didn't mention this, but I did appreciate Hermione having remembered the exact and only moment that Harry ever beat her. Yes. Uh <laughs> You're always better than me. It's like, no, that one point two years ago on that one test, you beat me. Uh I'm offering you a compliment while saying it like this.
1: (laughs) Just know that I know. Yeah.
2: (laughs) How do laws get passed in... or these directives or whatever?
1: I don't know. I think that these are like executive orders. Um, I'm not sure that there's a real checks and balances going on with these. Um, I don't know how they get passed in the ministry normally yeah it, it um, kind of
2: feels like a uh a one-time mechanism i mean maybe not one time mm-hmm. this may be going forward but it's just like a all right like we need to make conflict so we're just gonna put this in but like without consideration of what that means because the amount of bureaucracy for literally everything else is kind of crazy and for this to just be like no nope, we're gonna do it this way
1: this it, it actually seems like sort of wartime powers which they easily he easily could have if he admitted that Voldemort was bad. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. he's using the powers without admitting mm-hmm. that the conflict is actually there. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I, hell, that could be an alternative reason. I the specific reason that the Wisen Gamut two members resigned was for his for um, the minister abusing power. Yes. They weren't necessarily objecting to what he did. They were objecting to the the procedure. Now, that, yeah, the procedure and the vast expanse and power he now personally has.
2: It's also a little crazy to me that everyone is just like, yep, he has that power. And like, I, maybe it it feels very British. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess, like, mm-hmm. the U.S. maybe does this too, but I, I don't know. It just feels like a everyone's like, yeah, I guess he does have this power, so we're just going to let that happen. Yeah.
0: It's such a fun moment along those lines Because we saw it in our system over the last few years Of where there were always understandings That well obviously the president can't do this But then when push come to shove It suddenly is realized oh shit Was this just a gentleman's gentleman's (laughs) agreement the entire time There isn't actually a rule on this Yeah. And it feels very much in this category Of like Double just almost waving a finger In Fudge's face saying well you know That you can't interfere with Hogwarts It's independent And so Fudge just passes a law and suddenly everyone's going Huh not as safe I didn't as we realize thought it that was. was an option. Yeah, it's like a thousand years now. That's all it really took was just. Well, obviously, Hogwarts has to be separate. Is there a rule?
2: Well, no. Didn't no, we is. decide that Hogwarts predates the Ministry
0: by a lot? It does yes, yes. So, mm-hmm. like, like Ministry's fifteen hundred, Hogwarts is a thousand. I think it was. I think so. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. I enjoy, I wonder to what degree Dumbledore fully understood that. Because he was really yeah. shoving it in Fudge's face. Yeah. He was over multiple books, he was just hitting Fudge. Well, obviously, you can't do this. I mean, that's a that's a line in the sand that could never be crossed. And now Fudge did it, and Dumbledore is completely impotent in response. There's nothing he can do.
2: Line in the sand well, we'll seems see what like the perfect <laughs> phrase. And it's, o- like, it's always sort of been an interesting phrase. It's like, but sand shifts all the time. It's like the most impermanent thing that you could... Be like this. This is this is a permanent thing. That if you do this, there's no turning. It's like anyway. I, I,
0: again, having a dad from Texas, remember the Alamo. It's a good example.
2: It's hard to forget. It's this little 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 structure
0: that is completely lost in, in San Antonio. Careful, my dad listens to this. He may contact you on. T- oh, <laughs> you may receive a text from him later. Bring it. One words. of the most disappointing
2: historical structures I've ever been to. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's
0: all the questions i got bj any more from you
2: um i don't think anything specific uh I, I, there there are always a lot of plot questions that that we've uh, definitely gone uh sure. weirdly astray on um actually that is a question that i it won't i don't think will reveal anything plot wise but something that i'm getting more curious about hmm. does umbridge ever do like do magic? Like, is she, is she a good wizard? Because, like, she? this this is starting to feel like she can't. Like, she's basically a squib.
0: Ooh. I would love if she was secretly a squib. That would be great.
1: We'll get, um, we'll get more information on that.
0: <laughs> okay. Extra thread for the wall right there. Yep. Uh, well, shall we, we take a peek at what Chapter 16 has to have? Yeah, you for? like the, so the picture. Chapter but...
1: 16 next time is titled In the Hog's Head.
0: Oh my God! Only Harry Potter would the Hogshead be an actual decapitated Hogshead with blood coming out the base of it. Yep, just sitting on a wood plank on a plank. That, that is the most Harry Potter thing ever for there. The, I, I will the say it's a, it's next a, it's to a the sign. Stool.
1: What? It's a sign. I know it's okay. a sign. I just still yeah. a Hogshead on the side. That's it gr- is yes with the with the blood yes.
0: The, the executioner, dude with his big axe, just cut the head off this hog right before they painted the sign.
1: Yeah, McNair
0: is there with the. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Yep. So that's what we've got coming up.
0: Uh, I don't, I mean, this, be curious this, to see what it's this, like. This was a. Yeah, this was a great chapter in terms of learning more about how the world works and how characters respond to it. And yeah, if this is the continuing trend we're getting for this book, I'm excited for it. This is getting better and better by chapter. <laughs> Good. So, so well, are you
1: pu- excited to get to the are, are you
0: uh
2: nominating this for your favorite book? Not not the last one, which I think is Sarah's favorite.
0: So far I have liked this one bit better than the last one. I can only judge by the end though. But looking forward to it.
1: This has been fun guys.